0: Welcome to Mommy Diary, the podcast. I'm your host, Angela Kim. I'm a creative, lifestyle blogger, and mom of four. This podcast is all about honest stories of motherhood and real conversations with real mothers just like you. Unlike my Instagram account, not everything will be beautiful. I promise to be vulnerable and share stories of all the struggles and the incredible moments we all share as women and mothers. So do me a favor and screenshot this episode, add it to your IG stories, then tag me at Mommy Diary. I'd love to feature you on my Insta stories. We're all in this together, mamas. Let's dive into the show. Hi guys, welcome back to Mommy Diary, the podcast. I have a very, very exciting guest today on the show. Julia Treat is actually an old friend of mine. I say that because I've taken some courses with her and I got to spend hours just talking about all things spirituality and rainbow crew. And you're going to hear so much and you're going to learn so much from this episode. And just to introduce who she is, Julia Treat is an internationally renowned psychic medium, angel intuitive, spiritual teacher, author, and a podcaster. And she opened to her gifts later in life when her friend was preparing to leave the physical world. And interestingly, this is a story that I hear pretty frequently, so I'm really excited to hear deeper about how this came about And after years of discovery and mastering her abilities, she published her book in 2015. And she's also a very popular podcast host. Her podcast is called Stepping into the Light, which is nearing 1 million downloads. I'm so excited to get there one day. Mm -hmm. And Julia actually inspired me to launch my own podcast because I found her by listening to her podcast. And I just learned so much through just her valuable insight and wisdom into the spiritual world. And she's currently working on the launch of her children's book. Um, It's called My Guardian, Angel and Me, and also a children's show called The Rainbow Crew. And she has very crystal clear connections with the higher realm. And I can't wait to share with you guys her story. So here is Julia. Hi,
1: Julia. Hi, Angela. Thanks for having me. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. I was just listening to all that that when you were doing my introduction I'm like literally patting myself on the back like look how far you've come because it was it was a bumpy road getting there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Um But you have to be recognized for all that you've done in the past, you know, decades. And interestingly, Julia Treat was also a speech pathologist, which is something I'm very familiar with because, you know, my daughter being special needs, I'd say her speech therapist was one of the first team members who really helped me through this journey of special needs parenting. And I love that you began this journey by helping people find their voice. Yeah, absolutely.
1: You know, just to give your listeners a little, just a little bit more about me, I grew up as a Baptist minister's kid. So I grew up in the church and I went through the whole, you know, thinking this isn't all there is, that kind of thing. And I went through many years of my own self discovery and um, self sabotage, lots of years of that. But yeah, when I finally went to school and decided I wanted to be a speech pathologist, um, it was because a friend of mine had actually been in a car accident. And I was just, moved by the therapist being there and that she was going to try to, you know, she was going to help her learn to eat and and talk again. It was a severe accident. And so I started my journey as a speech pathologist. Now I did not have a lifetime of connection. I didn't even know what that meant. I had heard about angels, but I didn't really know what, you know, that we could actually connect with them. And so Well, my work started as a speech pathologist um, at a private practice. I was actually, I mean, I'm going to toot my own horn. I was one of the most sought after speech pathologists in my area. But what I realized as I was working with these children, that I actually had a very unique connection with them. And it was my intuition, which I didn't understand at the time, that, I mean, I literally could create miracles with the families. And so several years later, jumping forward, a uh, friend of mine getting ready to leave the physical world. She was like a second mom to me. And I had, I mean, I had been introduced to the angels before that. Um, I was literally at rock bottom at one point when I was very sick with a mystery illness. Turned out to be Lyme disease later on. I had it for eight years. It made me so sick I couldn't work. My marriage was falling apart. Like, you know, the list goes on. And I was literally at my first rock bottom. And you know on my knees out in the yard i i dropped to my knees and just said god send me a lifeline like something and i had not talked to god in a long time because you know growing up hearing that you're a bad girl or sinner and that doesn't mean it was always coming from my parents just society i really started what i realized later on that i was really pushing god away which is pushing our our spark away our our light and so in the yard that day you know praying to god for a lifeline and then Within a couple of days, I think it was, I'm sitting in a diner. You know, sometimes our lifeline, our answer doesn't come at that moment. We got everything starts coming together and sitting in a diner, getting ready to have lunch. And I'm looking down at this placemat and there's a little purple angel and I was just drawn to it. And I'm like, and I have chills right now, just just recalling that. So I see this little purple angel and it says angel class. And I'm like, well, what in the heck is that? I've never heard of that. I didn't know what angel class was. So I read the details And it was a class where you're going to get to know your angels and connect with one of your guardian angels. And so I was like, well, I have to be there. I didn't even know why. That was my journey that began my connection with the angels, that class. So in that class, yeah, I did learn the name of my first guardian angel. We have many, but I learned a name and it was, it it moved me more than anything in my entire life because I had this connection with an angelic being.
0: That's amazing to hear. So, you know, when you grow up in the church, you hear a lot about God and who he is, the creator, all that is, right? The creator and the lover of all things. I see him just everywhere, omnipresent, and just he's able to do anything. But is it safe to say that angels are just like little beings that he sends our way to guide us? They're like um, helpers, right? They're guides, they're helpers that help us to reach not only our soul potential, but also to communicate with other beings who are spiritual, because we are all spiritual beings.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, the angels are God's messengers. And I mean, like I said, it changed my life because then I started, once I knew one of my angels' names, then I started learning about the archangels, the different tiers, that they were all different. And then that moved into other guides. So I was not always a medium or an angel intuitive. And fortunately, I everything was lined up for me. I learned about that first. I had a crystal clear connection with angels before I moved into my ability as a medium, which I was not looking for. (laughs) I was not looking for any of this. It found me. And so, I mean, my, my soul was looking for it. I just wasn't, you know, in my ego, my mind. So um, when my friend was preparing to leave the physical world, um, you know, she was like a second mom to me. I went to see her at the hospital. And I I left to go rake the yard just to clear my head. I needed to get outside. And I was like, just going to rake the yard. Raking the yard, just, and I'm calling the angels because I know about them now. Go be with Jean, please, because I know she's scared. Please help her not be scared of what's happening. Now, I didn't even know that much about what was happening yet, but I just didn't want her to be scared. And at that moment that I called the angels in. I mean, it is like a movie opened up in my head. I could see heaven, hear it, feel it. I I mean, tears were, I have tears were rolling down my face. There was so much love. I even got a glimpse of her husband who I'd never met. He had died, I think he passed like 30, 30 years before that. I saw him. He had a mug of beer. Like I was blown away by all of this. <laughs> I mean, can you even believe? I mean, that's the first time I connected that way. So I told her her son later on that day, I said, you're not going to believe what happened today, and uh, I told him about this, this, this movie, and he said, you described my dad to a tea, and he used to drink mu- uh, beer in a mug, and I said, oh my God, what is happening? So that's kind of really how it all happened in one afternoon.
0: That's amazing, and you know, I personally have uh, an experience with Angel's. So growing up Catholic, I always knew that there wasn't a guardian angel. My mom always told me, these angels are watching over you. And I would pray to God, but sometimes I'll talk to my angels. Hey, like, what's your name? I consider them more to be friends. And and then, of course, life happened. All the crap that happens in life happens. And in college, um, long story short, I was walking outside of my final review session, it was dark, it was kind of rainy. And I was crossing the street, it was a sidewalk, a car came and hit me. Like I was walking. And as soon as like, I saw the lights just getting bigger, I remember thinking, Oh, shoot, I'm gonna die. It just happened so fast. The next thing I know, I opened my eyes, and I just walked up like my body was I was, you know, I was hurt, like I had some scratches. And like, my knees were kind of shattered, but I was alive. I remember walking over, I think by, by this time my adrenaline was pumping, I was walking over to the sidewalk and I sat down and then, you know, I don't remember if he. I don't really remember what happened after that. It was just, just a big blur. Next thing I know I was in the ER, my mom came over and she was crying over me. And I remember thinking that was an angel. That was an angel who saved me. I just knew in my heart because there was no way I can get out of that accident unharmed. So that was my first experience. And after that, I still had really bad PTSD. I couldn't sleep for about a year. So I had to always have lights on because every time I closed my eyes, I would see that light from the car and I would just wake up scared. So I think it was really severe trauma. And interestingly, um, about a year later, I was prayed over by this nun, this sister at my church, and I believe she had some type of healing powers. I think a lot of females do. Um, We tend to not really discuss it as much, but I, I personally have come across a lot of female healers with these abilities, and she prayed over me, and just like that, I was better, and I was able to sleep without anything, without my lights on, and I was completely healed, and that was my first kind of entry into the spiritual world where I intuitively knew that there were things that are in my life that are in everyone's lives that are beyond my control, and that's when I began seeking for answers, because I am an intellectual thinker. A therapist once said, I intellectualize things. I like to understand. I'm not a blind believer. Like, I don't just believe just because someone told me. So I like to do my own research, be a little careful. And I'm very, um, I like to analyze situations. But when it comes to angels and healing and just intuitive abilities and the power of prayer, It was just in my life that there was no way I cannot believe that this is real. So I love that story. And I'm very interested to know like how those early days played out, you know, you transitioning from being a speech pathologist to fully like stepping out into your life.
1: Yeah, and it's a really interesting story for sure. You know, fortunately, when this all broke open for me, when I, I guess I mean, I, you can call it an awakening, but we're always awakening. I'm a, I'm a forever student because I'm always learning more that, you know, I said, okay, this is happening. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. So send me a person that's going to help me. Well, next thing you know, I, I hear about this retreat that this woman is taking a group to Sedona, Arizona. And I'm like, oh, and I heard about that through the little angel course that I'd taken. So of course they, they start dropping things for me to find and well, at the time I was headed towards a divorce. I was, had to close my private practice. They still hadn't diagnosed me yet with Lyme. So I was just sick and could hardly move. And I mean, I call it Lyme health. <laughs> it really was what it was. I was in my own health. And I remember I actually wrote about it in my book that the, the retreat cost $963. Now I don't think that was the airfare, but I remember that being the number and I didn't have it. I was literally heading towards bankruptcy. And I told the angels, I said, I, this is the first time they really proved what the magic that they could do. And I said, if I'm supposed to be there, you come up with the money and give it, and I'm just going to let this go. Well, two weeks later, I received a letter in the mail from my car insurance company. And I thought it was strange because I had already paid my bill. So I thought, why are they sending me a letter? Well, you know, you open something, you kind of tell it's a check. And I was like, oh yeah, I get a dividend check each year for a hundred dollars. Well, I opened it up and it was exactly $963. And I just, I couldn't believe it. Like I was in so much joy. And I told that story to a friend years later. And he's like, did you call the insurance company and check? I was like, hell no, I went on the trip.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can't make this up. It's, it was just meant to be in your way. And I am a firm believer that the universe, God always provides you know, yeah. it, it always has a plan for us as long as we follow it with an open heart.
1: Well, and that's, this was just the beginning of my healing. I mean, cause I had from a very young age, what I realized later was I was mad at God. Cause I, I, you actually have this knowing that God's not mad at you, that God is this very unconditional loving being, but then society, because they've been, some have been programmed living beliefs and it's not a blame game. It's just, they're teaching us, even my father teaching me what he was taught. And so I realized I got so mad at God that I just pushed God away. And so this healing started when I went to this retreat. Uh, It was amazing. And it was actually a place called Angel Valley. I had a bird follow me around at this retreat. Everywhere I would go, this bird would fly up and land on a branch. And I was like, finally, at the end, I just said, what are you trying to tell me? Because I'd never communicate with an animal. And the bird turned around and its feathers made a complete V and I just heard the word victory and I just like started sobbing. I was like, oh my God, because that's what I was seeking, you know, victory from this dark hole I was in. So that was my first communication with an animal.
0: I I just got chills right now and I have a similar experience after a retreat, a religious retreat. I spent three days in this retreat house. I spent, you know, just days praying and meditating and just participating. It was all women's retreat. The last day I came out and I looked up to the sky and I swear the birds and the trees, they were all just communicating with me. My eyes opened. I was like, wow, God is everywhere. Even in this wind, the rustling of the trees, the birds, I just felt so connected to God. And I felt the most intense sense of love energy that I couldn't help but to cry. And I think it's a very similar moment that you've encountered. Um, They look different. And I really want the listeners to know that they too can feel these moments. So are there certain ways to prepare ourselves? to receive when these moments happen?
1: Well, I, I think they happen for individuals whenever it's time or, or when like mine was literally me pleading on my knees in the yard. I don't think everyone has to get to that point, but I, maybe I did. Maybe that's the point I needed to get where everything was stripped away from me to hear or for this to happen. If we do have a lot of distractions in life, we can, you, they're always sending signs. We can actually miss a lot, especially if we think that it has to be a certain way. So, People are often saying like, well, I don't see my people. I don't see my loved ones who pass. I'm like, well, I don't either. I see other people's, but I don't see my own. I might see them as a cardinal that shows up every day to cheer me on or once in a while. Like it's not, if we get out of our own rules of what we think, oh, well, this person, I read this book and they said, this is how it happens. Or this person said this happened. It's, it's going to be your own way. It's just going to be your own way. And again, releasing the distractions, even if that's just rules and programs of how I open up to this. I, I talk to people constantly who are, you know, I don't know why I don't get anything. And I'm like, let me take you through this exercise for one minute. And I have them close their eyes. I have them imagine beautiful light coming in this golden white light coming in. And I say, there's one of your angels in front of you. What color is that angel? And they, it's the first thing. So their intuition is the first two or three seconds. So I'm trying to help them move out of their logical ego mind and just receive. So there's so many ways that we can really tap into it easily.
0: And, you know, I also want to share that I too have gotten to that point when I, where I was on my knees pleading with Mm -hmm. God, and I'm sure it was for different reasons. And right now, you know, my blog, my Instagram, my family, everything just looks so beautiful, which it is, and it's not fake, but I like to share that I didn't come here without tears and a lot of painful moments. And my rock bottom too happened after my second child. And I was literally in the garage because I didn't have a space to call my own. And I had to be away from my husband and my children because I was severely severely just lost. And I remember being on my knees pleading to God, God, please get me out of this place. I know you're there. And I think the anger, I kind of worked through the anger, but I understand the feelings of anger as well. Because I think for me, I was a very good Christian daughter, very obedient daughter. And, you know, I had certain, I guess, thoughts or events, I guess that in your life and you don't really know how to process it in these very like limited terms. So I felt very lost. I felt like I my life things keep happening in my life. And I don't know how to process this. I don't know how to understand it. And like I said, I intellectualize things. I don't know how to intellectualize this. So I think there was a lot of sense of just confusion, and complete surrender. And I reached that point, I remember that night, being on my knees in the garage, just crying and pleading, God, please show me something because this is really freaking hard and I can't do this anymore. And slowly and surely I didn't have a plan, but I think that night did something.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You put the energy out there that I'm ready for, like, I'm done doing this alone. And I think that's what happens whatever vibration starts that uh, whether it's I'm this bad person a mad girl god's mad or my parents are disappointed like I was always labeled the black sheep but I was just a very strong-willed soul <laughs> and speaking my truth even at 6 years old you know my dad had a sermon and I questioned him in the car I said I don't think god's like that dad and he still remembers me saying that and and my dad said you know you're not supposed to question the bible I'm like I wasn't I was questioning you so as my healing began you know, and it it started from calling the angels. And for me, I mean, when I well, when I called to God and He sent the angels, that's how I started healing. It just became this this onion with layers. Like, all right, we got to heal this. Okay, what do you feel shameful about? What do you feel guilty about? And I got chills. What are you what resentful about? Angry about? Like, there were so many layers, and I. I still get on my podcast and cry. I literally, I have this rule myself for my podcast. I don't even stop it. If I start crying, everybody's going to be crying with me because people say, Julia, that you were talking about me. I was crying right beside you. So in, you know, as I launched my podcast, not realizing at the time. So I wrote my book. It just needed to be written. I wrote a book about my Half of the first half is about my experiences, and then the up second half is experiences of my clients, which are will blow your mind. But then it was my podcast, and I had a meltdown every time I did something new. You know, we have these energetic shifts. Yeah, and we all have it. And I don't care who you listen to out there or watch, they had a meltdown when they did the first day, I promise.
0: Oh yeah, I did too. I told you about it. I had a panic attack, full blown panic attack. I've never had that before where I was literally shivering, crying, just so scared. It was the biggest feeling of fear in my lifetime, but look where it landed up. I I almost feel like it was meant to happen. I was, I was meant to experience that moment because now when I feel similar feelings of fear or worry, I just think, okay, well that happened before I can do it again.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying, I'm like, well, I have to do it now if I'm scared of it. (laughs) So, you know, we grow that, they say that we grow the most spiritually when we're out of our comfort zone. And there's so many people that just don't want to leave that. And that's what happened. Like, I got in some kind of comfort zone and I just continued to get so sick. So, what happened over the years as I opened to my abilities, as I'm a full time speech pathologist, well, my business was trickling down because I was sick, remember? So, it got to a point where, okay, I started doing readings for people. And I realized, okay, I'm really good at this. So I like doing this. This is amazing. And it just got to where I didn't want to do both anymore. But then I had to work through the whole thing. Am I abandoning these children? Because we, we, each time we move to a different something, especially when we're here as a caregiver or helper, or even this beautiful angel on earth, you know, oh, I'm leaving these behind. And I had to work with my mentor through that. And it's, again, I put it out to the angels. If I am to do this full time now, this angel work, whatever this is, then make, you know, I want to see all the income from this so that I can stop this. Well, don't you know, within a month or two, it was like, okay, here it is. Stop doing this. And it doesn't mean that that was wrong. I was moving to a different level where I couldn't be bound by the rules the ethical guidelines, the stuff that you, you can't write in a report, like she's talking to her grandma, and they, you know, she's, so there was things that I was getting, you know, intuitive hits. And um, so that again, then led to my new career, left a six figure income, right? And, and living that thinking, oh my God, am I ever going to make that again? Which yes, I did. But there's all the things, you, all the fearful things you just got to move through. Yeah. I just kept peeling those layers of the onion, not knowing at the time, again, that it was going to lead to me even connecting with this group called the Rainbow Crew, which we'll talk about sometime during this.
0: Yeah, so the Rainbow Crew. Um, interestingly, I first heard about the Rainbow Crew. So I began, I heard about it. Again, I intellectualized things. I was very curious about indigos and crystals and rainbow children. Why did I get curious? I have no idea. I just read something somewhere about indigo children. And I thought that kind of sounds like me. I too was labeled as the black sheep. Now my parents say I'm an angel, but ironically, when I was growing up, you know, I was the hard kid. I was the kid that asked too many questions. I was the kid that was too stubborn. I was a kid that couldn't really be controlled. And I remember coming across the descriptions of indigo children, and I really resonated with that. And that's something that I want the listeners to know too, that whatever you hear, you've think about you feel like you can feel it in your soul, right? You have to take what you resonate with and not take the rest. So I don't think any one person or any one source has all the answers. You need to like, this is the universe. This is God speaking to you. If you hear something, it could be one line and that just does something, stirs something in your soul. Hey, there's some truth there. I feel like our inner guidance, our intuition is the best like navigator, right? It knows where to go and what the truth is. So for me, that indigo children really sparked something in me. And I began researching and reading more about it. But I've never actually discussed this with anyone in my lifetime. It was just about like my own research. So I'd love to have you take us through indigo, crystals, and then finally rainbow children, because I that resurfaced that word rainbow ch- crew resurfaced with you. You told me when I was pregnant with Rumi that she's a rainbow child. And um, I share this on my Insta stories once in a while, but, and I don't share it every time. Cause I don't want people to think I'm crazy, but she <laughs> babies talk to angels. I've mm-hmm. seen it all the time. They do. So I'm a little like, you know, like I have to always, it's my ego. I always have to think twice. Are people going to think I'm crazy for sharing this? But I've had, I've shared clips of Rumi, like just staring up to some random source, but she's fixated on one thing and she's cooing and talking and she's having this full on baby communication. And I can just sense as her mom that she's communicating with angels. And I've shared that and I've gotten many messages of other moms who said, "Wow, well, my baby does the same thing. So you're not crazy. So, you know, I want the listeners to know, I might not openly talk about this on my social media, but it is happening. There are mothers who are experiencing similar things. So yeah, I'll let you um, take over from here and just kind of explain to us and teach us through these different categories. These are just labels that we come up with, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'll share whatever I have received and it might, it's just what I received and others might receive different things. But again, just like me, I mean, if any of your listeners ever check out my podcast, Stepping Into The Light, that's all kinds of crazy because <laughs> I don't hold back anything on there, but I had to because that was part of, for me. That was just something I had to do was to be talk about anything and be okay with that, and and it resonates with a lot of people. And sometimes people don't, and that's okay. I think we go through our entire life being people pleasers, a lot of us, and we're actually not here to do that. Like I'm just sharing, of course, from me. So as the years went on, and I started, you know, I was doing so many readings, and I did it all in person at the time. I had this little brick and mortar shop people could come to, and I I held classes. I had crystals, I had all the stuff people could buy, and. I just was led to take my business online many years ago, which was the best thing with what's happening right now. But it was more than that. It was so that I would reach a bigger audience so that my voice would reach more people. And I could do sessions with people all over the world, which I do now. So it went from, from readings to past life regression, therapist, practitioner, whatever the word is, healing work. And then I would sometimes just go into meditation and just what's, what do I need to know today? Or what sometimes I wouldn't even have an intention. And I remember this one meditation, the first time I connected with this massive group of children and I could see them, I could hear them giggling. And I'm like, oh my God, like, who are you? I love this, this energy, just all these babies. And they were like crystalline and I could connect with them. And so I started ask, you know, connecting with them in meditation and just how it was about love and joy and one meditation, I saw them walking up a mountain, each of them individually with their little spirit animal guide. We all have our own animal guide. We have a main one, just like our main guardian angel. And so they all had their main spirit animal walking up the mountain with them. Someone was like bear or a giraffe or a snake. And it, it does mean something for that child. And so I was fascinated and I would have conversations with them. I'm getting chills on my legs right now. And I would, uh, they are powerful, powerful force of love. So one day I was like, well, what? You know what is your name or what are you called okay because I'll talk about indigos and crystals and the wise ones in a minute because I already connected with those and they just came up with the name the rainbow crew and I'm like oh okay and why is that why are you called that well the rainbow crew being the rainbow being symbolic of Christ consciousness energy of pure love of we are all one and that this that's what they encompass they were this crystalline love energy so we, we had met, we spent lots of time together and I actually held back from even talking about them for probably a year or two. So I was channeling these beautiful beings, but I wasn't talking about it openly yet. And I think there was some kind of energetic protection thing I had going on, that I thought somehow I was protecting them by not talking about them. So I had already uh, connected with lots of indigo, crystal, wise ones. And, and I'll talk, when I talk about the crew. So they call themselves the rainbow crew that encompasses the indigo children. So those are the children that are here to make a difference or adults. A lot of us are, a lot of us have all of what I'm going to say within us. So indigos are the activists, the, I know the way I'm the, you know, listen to me, the attorneys, the, the speech, you know, the the teachers, the ones out there spreading the word. They know the way, and they're very driven about that, and they can be very young in a family and be letting everyone know, I know, so you better listen. I mean, even at two, three, four years old. (laughs) So then you have the crystal children. Now, they're all here for love, okay? So the crystal children are more the passive, lovey-dovey, touchy-feely, huggy, emotionally, like sometimes crying. Where indigos, they might cry if they get angry. Like, even stuff going on in the world will affect these these different beings. The wise ones being like the old soul that kind of withdraw or have to be alone and think about stuff or in their room or pull away. Well, the rainbow children are the children who I, you know, we had a conversation the other day, Angela, where you asked me, have the rainbow children been here before? Or I, I brought it up. And I said no, but I I'm gonna elaborate on that. The rainbow children are like crystal human. We talked about that, you mentioned that. This crystalline being. They don't have the past life baggage and that's a whole nother conversation if y'all don't resonate with that That's okay. Just gonna say that they don't come in with the baggage that a lot of souls do and But what I, I was before our, our talk today, I was asking for clarity on that and what I saw was Sometimes people call rainbow babies the babies that come after a, a miscarriage and this is what they showed me Ooh, That yes, that is possible as well, but it's a soul that came in. Oh, nope, not ready I'm going to come in again. But they didn't come and live multiple lifetimes before that. So they actually still don't have the baggage. I'm covered in chills. I don't know if you feel that. I mean, I've got tingles everywhere. And your listeners, by the way, pay attention to your body. If you feel tingly or anything happening, that's really universe giving you like this god wink that this is for you. So am I making sense so far?
0: Yeah. And I think um, I'm glad you touched upon that, the miscarriage. So a lot of mothers, a lot of my listeners have... Uh, Suffered a miscarriage or two, or or even infertility. And it's very heartbreaking. You know, Um, I think a lot of mothers don't speak about it because it's kind of like seen as taboo, you know, to be so because there are like other things that happen in life. I think a lot of women feel shame for this intense loss that they feel for their unborn babies, but we do because we're connected at the soul level. And so I like the fact that moms are now calling their babies after the miscarriage rainbow babies. I think it, you know, it's, it's, a, for me, it gives me a sense of healing. The mother has healed. I think the pregnancy after a loss is always very scary and the entire 10 months can feel very emotionally draining because you've in some ways experienced the trauma losing, you know, this baby, the soul that you've loved. One that you've never seen, but it's like we already know our babies. You know, like I've been pregnant four times, and I'm amazed at how connected we are to these beings, even before we see them. We love them so much, and when they come back, we call them rainbow babies. And this is so rainbow crew is a little different, but you're saying that the rainbow crew can be our rainbow babies. It includes as
1: well. them, so includes yeah, them. they're included in the crew. And the reason I. When I asked for, uh, for them to elaborate on the crew, it was because it's all the souls that have come to, to lay the groundwork getting ready for them. And so it is this, this collective consciousness, which you, a lot of people are talking about that right now, all souls mo- working together for this change, this move into love.
0: And, you know, it just occurred to me that the loss of an unborn child is so great that sometimes, you know, we women have these perfect lives, our perfect marriages, and everything's fine. And then we have our first pregnancy or second, and we're so elated. And then we lose that baby. Oftentimes, I think the mother comes to that, that knee on the floor moment after suffering from a miscarriage, right? That's what really, Teaches them pain and loss and grief. But it just occurred to me that maybe there are meanings to these miscarriages too, like what that does for the mom. Because yeah,
1: it's a story I'd love to tell you about that. So we're we're always here learning, and a lot of it is letting go of the guilt and the shame that we feel. Now I had a miscarriage and I terminated pregnancy, and that was a lot to, for me to heal. Because of course, growing up and hearing what that means, so that was part of my healing process. And and I connect with my two children. I was able to do that when I opened up to my abilities. But a really amazing thing happened one day. I was doing a reading for a woman, and she connected with her parents who had departed, all these loved ones, pets, all this stuff. And at the end, I could tell like something still was not. I you can just I just had the feeling, and I said, you know, is there something else that you didn't get, like. What did you not get that you came for? And she said, I was just hoping I would hear from my two children. And I said, oh, okay. And um, I just tuned in and I was just, took me a few moments and I looked at her and I said, okay, do you have two children now? She said, yes. And I said, I'm not connecting with your children there. And they, I keep hearing they're here. Now souls can come again. It's not like one time and that's your, it's out. It's like, well, guess what? I told another mom. So anyway, she was, she was so, she just started crying. She said, I always believed these were my children. And she had also had one miscarriage and one and terminated one. So she was living with that. And I said, your children are here. She knew it. It just validated what she felt in her, in her heart. Um, I told another young mom who had a miscarriage and scheduled a reading. Cause she, this was right up to time of giving birth and the baby did not come into this world. And I said at the time, now I'm connecting with her child saying she forgot something. She had to go get something. Now I say things and go, you better be right. Cause I'm telling this mom this and she's sobbing. So she got pregnant the next year. So when her daughter was two, she reached out to tell me, she goes, my daughter said, mommy, I had to go get something last time. So wow. <laughs> I was, it almost makes me cry. She's like, I had to go get something. I couldn't come in yet. And that mom was like, she came after all. So it's not always what we think it is here in our mind, right? It, it, there's so much magic happening. It's not our fault. It's that soul deciding am I coming in now or am I coming in later or am I going to guide from the other side?
0: Can I tell you something before we continue? So last time we talked, by the way, I just recorded an episode on Julia Treats podcast. So during that interview, you said that you see feathers, right? You said, you said, oh, "Oh, I see feathers. feathers. And you've told me this before. And I thought feathers, like there's nothing around me. like There's no way I'm really going to see feathers like in my logical mind. But of course, I'm always open to it. Guess what happened? So I think that was like two or three days ago. And then I was laying on my bed. I was really tired. I was with my daughter. My husband was right next to me. And we were just kind of like hanging out. And my husband was like, what is that on your face? Is that a feather? Wow. No joke. Literally, you can my husband was there. There was a feather on my lashes. So I because I, I wear these like fake lashes, right? Um, yeah. these lash extensions. So sometimes my husband will make fun of me and say, oh, I have lashes all over my face, but there was a feather on my eyelash, and I took it out and I was like, wait, is this for my pillow? But I don't have a down pillow. There's literally, Julia, I saw a feather. And it almost looked like, it wasn't like a bird's feather. It looked like BB's feather. Oh I, know. oh, I have to tell you this. Yeah, the feather came about because we're talking about BB. And if you're listening, you know that that's my baby. She's a puppy, but she's like my soulmate dog. And I miss her terribly. I still cry about her. But Mm -hmm. literally, that feather looked like BB's fur. It had the same texture, very thin, I have no idea where it came from, and how it suddenly landed on my lashes. So it happened. I I love that. that.
1: Yeah, I love that it happened. Because I always tell someone, they say, No, that's not happening. I'm like, well, it will now because you just your soul just heard that and it's going to be open to getting that.
0: So you it got was started. so weird. I got yeah, and it's it was just I almost like laughed. I was like, wow, it just to me it was valid it was validation that Bibi's with me. And you know, before so I forgot about the feather, I didn't ask her to show me like a certain thing, but I was missing her more than usual. Mm-hmm. And I was praying, I was connecting with her. I did say, Hey Bibi, I want another sign. Are you there? I know you're there. I want to feel you, show me some more signs. Like mommy misses you and literally there was a feather, a feather on my lashes that looked just like baby's fur. And my husband was the one that pointed it out. So yeah, yeah. the everyday miracle.
1: So I mean, she's part of your family. And she's part she of the is. crew. Yeah, so I love that. Because we talked about the signs that the Rainbow Crew will, will send.
0: Let's talk about that too. So, you know, Rainbow Crew, so they are this love energy. And I I sense that with my daughter, I actually sense that with my son too, but she's like, I, I told Julia this, that, you know, my husband is a, he was, he grew up Protestant, father's a pastor and he doesn't really believe in the whole crystal, like the stuff that I'm into. He doesn't really believe it, but it's around him. Cause I talk about it. And he said, you know, she's like a human crystal, my daughter, because she is just so full of love. And this girl wakes up happy, falls asleep happy. She is just so happy. And that doesn't mean that she doesn't, you know, get fussy because she's teething. You know, she does have, but it's really not like my previous, like my first daughter was really hard. She's just, I don't know how to explain her except for just, she's just this giant ball of love.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing. They are going to be different. If you have other children, they are going to be different. And you'll know that it's just a feeling of vibration. And again, they're all here to do a wonderful thing. They will just be different. And whether it's your first child or you have other children before your rainbow child, they've just started coming in the rainbow children the last few to several years, like very sparse. And now it's like so many are coming. I love that, you know, when we talked about it and I said, you're going to have a rainbow child or a rainbow crew which at the time, now now I'm learning more about them. Now, then I got to hear from you how it feels to be around her because our granddaughter, Olivia, was just born yesterday and just, I can't go to the hospital because of what's happening, but just to do FaceTime with her, she is such a crystal human like we talked about. So some of the signs from the Rainbow Crew, because your listeners might already be getting them or they might start since you got yours after hearing about it, is baby feathers. That is one of the signs, whether it's one, or you might just start seeing them all, all over the place. It's little snippets of rainbows or rainbows in the sky, or your child is coloring rainbows. Like it's rainbows is their sign. The number 911, which is your birthday, you said, right? Which is
0: my birthday, which is so weird. that. So when you told me 911, I thought, wait, does Julia know my birthday? Why does she keep saying 911? <laughs> but no joke, 911 is my birthday.
1: All right. So the rainbow crew, you know, hearing the call, the 911, that when we look out in the world and it's looking ugly in a lot of places, it's knowing that this was always coming to be for the shift into love. And so what's happening is all of the darkness around the world, including in within any of us, each of us, whatever is left to be healed is coming up. So you got this like dark cloud coming up. That's just, it's everywhere, but it's, it's being dissipated. It's being lifted up. And it's because this, these rainbow children are coming in this higher vibrational beings. They start with their family. So they're going to start healing their own family. And it, like you said, anywhere you go, everyone wants to look at Rumi or hold her. She's a human crystal. Like you and your husband said, she truly, they truly are human crystals.
0: No, they are. And I was sharing with Julia the other day that my parents-in-law can't get enough of her. And she is their, seventh or eighth grandchild and i don't think they're even conscious of it but i just see my you know very patriarchal and traditional father-in-law just like kissing her cheek and he just can't get enough of her and they're just holding her and i because i'm intuitive i can sense that shift of energy like she Blesses him with her unconditional love, like she just heals something in him, and I see her doing that for many people. Right now, it's starting from the family because obviously, because of COVID, we're not really seeing a lot of people. But even when I share her, like on my Insta story, I get a lot of um, messages from moms who say, "Hey, can you can you share more video clips of Rumi? Because I love watching her. Mm-hmm. I think she really just." sense, like love energy, even through the screen. And I was um, telling Julia the other day, as a mom, a blogger, influencer, I'm always in the social media space, and I'm careful of sharing, I'm mindful of sharing my children. I do have to, and I love to, but I'm also mindful of it to not do it too much, But with her, I just feel like she's really making people feel happy. And her smile is just so contagious. Like, why not share this beautiful thing? Like, why not share it out of fear? Because she really, like, lights up her world, you know? And that's, Mm -hmm. as of now, that's what she's here for. I'm sure she has her own journey. And I'm very excited to see what that looks like. But for now, she really is this giant ball of love. So When, you know, I'm sure there are moms out there who are listening to this who may resonate with some of what we're talking about, whether maybe they've lost a child and they're waiting for their next one, maybe they're pregnant with the child now, or they have a newborn. So aside from these signs, like, what can we do? Like, what can we do to be more open to receiving? Because I think this is a fairly new, right, a a fairly new idea, or I don't want to call it a, a, a new paradigm. Because they're
1: coming in. I mean, yeah. there's channels have been talking about this crew, not in the way that I do, but for years that there would be these souls that have not been here before that are, like I said, when I say Christ consciousness energy, it really is. If we separate Jesus from religion, it's just that purity that Jesus was, that he was a human crystal. I mean, if we think back about it and it's them coming with that energy where just being in his presence or in a room where he was, people would light up and be lifted and that's what these children are here to do so if you think of a soul we each sign up for our mission (laughs) even though sometimes we're like what the heck did I sign this up to do this for but then we then we learn our lessons and it makes sense the thing is the energy coming from this beautiful group of children of little souls little beings cannot be resisted it will bring up anything so if you're they they they're also very protected there is this magical bubble around these children so so all the stuff out in the world that might affect your indigo or crystal their emotions the, the rainbow children are not affected by any negativity it can't even permeate within them so if you really think again about you know jesus never had that any negative energy in him as people were shooting things his way right these children are just like that they they're not affected by the negativity but they will infuse your home and your space with so much light that anything that you have fear of. So if we have any limiting beliefs on, on money, love, um, health, anything, if we're unlovable, unworthy, like I, most of my life, you know, felt that is going to be lifted. So allow the darkness to come up and, and cry it out, scream it out, whatever you've got to do to get it out and know that this is happening because this is still in me to heal. So I hope that helps. Like, I hope that helps, under, helps your listeners understand that your children are magical beings and they're just here to help you let go of whatever, you know, whether it's, I talk a lot about how we, we get with a partner or a spouse and then we're like, why aren't you giving me what I need? I'm still not happy. And I'm like, it's not their job to do that. It's your job to look in and say, what are you seeking from them? Because it's within you. And so some people say, oh, my rainbow child's here in we we really went at it for a while her, her dad and i but now we're in such a great place whether they stay together or not i go that's what they're here to do
0: oh my gosh that's so weird that okay so i guess i'm meant to talk about this and i <laughs> i told you things are just going to flow yeah. so i wanted to you know you never i know that you're divorced and your marriage had struggles obviously yeah. and so now you're you found your happiness and i know a lot of um, moms out there my listeners are struggling right now through a hard difficult marriage And it's hard to know when to walk away and when to stay. And I like to say, you just only you would know that, right? Only you can answer that question. No one can tell you that. But I can say that my husband and I, we were at a very low point in our marriage. And I don't like to talk about my marriage, like the personal details too much, not because I'm ashamed of it, but it's also my husband's story and he's a very private person. So I have to respect his privacy, right? It's not fair for me to like talk about our business online when he's not online. So that's why I keep things, things private, but we were in this really difficult place in our marriage. And this is the first time I'm actually talking about this. And I thought, can this marriage really continue? Like I love him. Like the love is, always there. It's always been there, but I wondered if it was something that was meant for me Mm -hmm. for the next 20, 30, 40 years. And then Rumi came. Mm -hmm. It was a very sudden, unexpected pregnancy. You told me that You kind of see a fourth child, and I was like, "No, that's not going to happen, Julia." Because I'm done. My whole life, I said, "Yeah, I said I'm only going to have. I'm going to have three kids: two girls and one boy, and that's what I have, and that's it." And when the fourth baby came, it was a huge surprise to me, and I didn't know what to make of it at this time. But I knew I was just surrendering to God's will. I said, "Okay, God gave me uh, another beautiful life, and I'm just going to see where this pregnancy and where this baby." takes me. So I kind of stopped. And sometimes, you know, if you're listening, when you're going through shit, I try not to curse on here. But okay, when you're going through shit, you just and you can't find a solution to your question or your problem, you just maybe it's not the right time to make a decision. Right. So that's kind of where I was at. And I said, Okay, let's enjoy this pregnancy. You know, she felt just I can just connect with her energy. It was a very pleasant pregnancy. And Now that she's eight months old, somewhere along the way, somehow, our marriage is healed. We've never been as close as this in many, many years. We're both sleep deprived. We're tired. We have four children. And of course, we're stressed out from work and the pandemic life. But Rumi, our fourth baby, our rainbow child, really did heal us. And there's like no explanation for it. It just happened. You know, we didn't like sit down and talk it out. And that was the end of that. It really just somewhere, somehow she came into our lives and we are so much better. So I guess that's kind of what you mean by they are here to heal and it starts with the family. And I am the living proof of that.
1: Yeah, that's a beautiful story. I love that. And and in your case, it was heal you so that you could be together. Um, our oldest grandson is also part of the rainbow. I mean, actually, have three grandchildren that are rainbow children, which kind of makes sense, though, because I'm so connected with all of them. And they're all um, three and under, under three years old. Uh, but our oldest, you know, he healed his parents who went through um, drug addiction. I talk about that on my podcast openly. I mean, the meth and everything. Like it was, it was a rough time for a while, but he... You know, they were forced to heal. They were forced to, you know, stop. They actually have stopped doing that, but they have separated, but they're co-parenting in such a beautiful way. You know, and you talked about how do you know when it's time to leave? I don't know if you ever know it's time to do anything. You just, there comes a point, like I tell everyone, there's just going to come a moment when you go, I just have to do this, or I can't do this. And, 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 even leaving, you know, my, I'm with Michael now and we have a, an amazing relationship, but it doesn't mean we still don't go through stuff, you know, and there was a time when I was blaming him for not having this 100% relationship. And so I left the man I was in love with only to go do my own healing. We had to, we had to heal separately, Michael and I, and then the universe brought us together like six months later, neither one of us ever thought that would happen. But we had healed, but we, we wouldn't, for us, we needed to do it apart. Because it became, for us, it was like a codependency and a blame game. So we had to heal apart to realize, wait, oh my God, it wasn't his fault. I brought baggage into this. And he's like, he learned it wasn't Julia. I brought in my old programs. So I don't know if, I, if there's ever a time, but just, just knowing that universe is helping you and that if, you can, if we can let go of control, I didn't even know where I was going to be living next. And next thing you know, universe is like, okay, well, it's time to have them, you know, meet up ex you know, accidentally. And then that was the rest of our story. And we've been together since then.
0: That's amazing. And yeah, so I think some people heal separately. I think codependency and, you know, the like needing our significant other to do things for us, like to make us feel loved or to fill our void. That's something that I think a lot of us are programmed to do, you know, like falling in love and finding our Prince Charming, finding our other half. It doesn't work that way. And I've learned that the hard way, but I've learned it. And now I don't really like my husband is his own individual. I'm my own individual and we parent and we, you know, do our best in our respectable roles but we still love and respect and honor one another, including the differences. And I think as I just started focusing on myself and um, my blog, my Instagram page, the the podcast, a lot of my writing, this helped a lot to find my voice and to make me feel like I'm protected in my own bubble because I am doing something that arises from my soul. There's a greater purpose to this. This isn't isn't just to serve my ego and I think I see the same thing with you and I really want to help people with my stories and with my life because I do believe that I just have this I keep hearing the word gift and I'm like I don't want to say it but of expression I express I share I tell stories I'm a natural born storyteller So I think through that, I found healing. And as I heal, like these things that I don't even expect happen, like, you know, you came in my life, and then you kind of helped me through like a lot of the individual, like standing up and kind of being myself, it was like my own thing. You know, it was a very personal journey. Um, no one else was involved. It was just t- between God and me. And you've kind of mentored me through that. And then the baby came. Like, I totally didn't expect that the baby came. And she is just this most amazing, beautiful soul. Reconnects me back to my family, my husband, my other children, you know, my sole purpose. And it's just a very beautiful and magical journey. And when I see you, you know, what you're doing for the community is just, I sense a similar energy in you, very, almost like an activist, strong warrior energy, but with empathy and love, Mm -hmm. you know, and tolerance. Yeah. So I think you're right on when you say we kind of embody all indigo, crystal and rainbow energy. I can resonate with that. So, can you tell us about like the next step of your journey and this book that you're working on, and what that means for you and your sole purpose from like today and on?
1: Yes, I'm so excited. So, as I continue with the Rainbow Crew and finally started talking about them, um, I even caught a a, one of them floating in the clouds. Gonna sound crazy, as you say, might sound crazy, but I actually caught one in the sky on this like beautiful nest of feathers. Um, It's on my YouTube channel. Your listeners can just go there and look up Julia Treat if they want to see that video. But so it has turned into now a children's show. We have a theme song I co-wrote with a singer-songwriter from New York City. It's getting ready to go into a studio with me singing. Oh my gosh, like for real, this is crazy. I would have never thought this was happening. Just (laughs) finished my first children's book. And it's a series called My Guardian Angel and Me. And the first book is Angel Signs. And it's really about helping children either get a connection with their angels or not forget their connection with their angels, because we all forgot. Almost of us forgot. It's so cute. We were just working on the ebook now, which is a little mini version of the paperback book. I'm so excited about that. Each each book will have a different angel and a different child, again, uh, mirroring the entire Rainbow crew, that we're all different, but we're all part of the crew. So it's exciting what, what's happening.
0: Yeah. And I also want the listeners to know that, you know, even if your child is not a rainbow, these are just labels I think can be limiting. Like I don't want them to look at their children and say, oh, are you a rainbow child or are you not? Like they all carry different energies and they all have different temperaments and that is entirely normal and that's the way it should be. The fact that they're not always happy doesn't mean that their children is any less special. They could have like activist warrior energy or they can have this this quiet, kind of, you know, isolated, but like science, you know, engineering, like genius energy or an athlete. So, you know, we all have different roles and different purpose in, in this lifetime. So I want them to know as parents, it's not about what they are, right? It's about how we best guide them. And I also believe that the more healed we are as parents, the more our children can come to their light, step into their light.
1: Yes. And that's the biggest thing that we can do for these children is just really look at and own and heal our own fears and doubts and, and you know, limiting the negativity, whether it's on the television, even if the children are in a different room, they're still going to like to, especially indigos and crystals. They're going to tune in. They're going to feel that energy. So you can have a smile on your face, but they're going to feel you. And actually all of these little healers, indigos, crystals and rainbow children, they actually will try to take all of it from you. I mean, it's the most beautiful thing. Yeah. We're all just here as a force for love, which means let's, we just got to peel our own layers. I'm still doing it. You know, triggers come up. I'm like, oh man, I thought I was done with that. Okay, let's go, angels. And you know, sometimes it's frustration, sadness, anger, whatever the case may be. And I work through it, and then I let it go, and then okay, I can breathe again, and I'm not. You know, so yeah, everyone, just be gentle with yourself, and you're doing an amazing job. Like, man. I am just like praises to all the parents right now.
0: Yeah, it's a really hard time for parents this year. The pandemic really is challenging us to the core because we're working, we're providing financially because we have to. And then we have to provide emotionally because our children are stressed out and they're stuck at homes when they should be outside playing with their friends. You know, our teenagers are going through like screen overload because they're on their virtual calls all day. It's very a hard time. And I think right now it's more than ever, like we're it's so important right now to for us to do our own work. And that's why I always, you know, tell people, our children are like, my kids are my teachers, you know, they helped me what I needed to work through. And I'm still doing that just like you're, you know, like you said, it's not perfect, like the journey is not over. It's not perfect. I still have my triggers. But like you said, I say, oh man, I, I did it again. Okay, well, it's okay. You know, I'm, I'm now a lot more forgiving and I give myself a lot more grace. I don't sit there like in guilt and shame like I used to. I just shake it off and, you know, I just move forward. And I really want the parents to know that the best way to support these special children is first by loving ourselves.
1: I was just going to say that. You took the word. Really? Off. Oh my gosh. Know. We're like, we're like aligned. <laughs> we were taught to do that. So we were taught that selfish or that you don't, you're not worthy. It's just, yes. love. And for me, I had to say angels, help me love myself as much as you do. Like help me. I had to ask for help to do that because at a lifetime of like condemnation. And so that, but they did. I mean, they helped me. And, and again, each layer you peel back and you heal, it's going to easier and easier you know, it's such a, it, it's such a beautiful ride. If you let it be, just love yourself more. That's exactly it. Yeah.
0: And if you're ever in need of some guidance, you can always reach out to Julia treat for a personal session. Um, whatever you need will probably is what's going to gonna happen. I'm a firm believer of that. If you have a, a specific intention or something that you need some clarification for, there are people like Julia who are, experienced in this. This is what they've given up their previous jobs for, for this to follow this new purpose that, you know, that you're aligned with today. And I'm so excited to see you doing these different projects for children, which in turn makes us mothers work. You know, it opens our hearts and it opens our minds because for us to be able to receive that love energy, we need to be open. We need to be healed. And I think I told you this before too that If my first daughter, Elise, was a rainbow child, I don't think I would have, I wasn't ready at the time. I was too full of my own pain and my own guilt and my own shame that I don't think I could have done my job right as her mother. So God always knows the perfect time. And, you know, if you're out there listening and you feel like it's your time, you know, there are people like Julia and myself who talk about it because we're so excited, right, to learn more. Can you let the listeners know where they can find you for for further information and guidance?
1: Absolutely. First, and I just want to end with, you know, God has never been judging us or punishing us. That's what we were taught. And God has only been loving us. And so when we just open back up to that, that God isn't mad at me. So either I can allow that in or I don't be mad at myself or mad at God. You can hear me talk about a lot on my podcast, Stepping Into the Light. You can find that on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, all over the place. You can actually find a link to it on my website, juliatreat.com and you can even get a free copy of my book it's an ebook but you can get my book for free if you just want to read about my journey a lot of people say it's like we're sitting and having coffee or or even a glass of wine or a beer together that i'm just telling them stories and you can get a free copy on my website as well all the links to everything i do is on my website just juliatreat.com
0: yeah it's always it's also going to be in the show notes so you can find her there and thank you so much julia for your time today and one thing i love about you is that you're so honest and you're so refreshingly honest and yourself that like I learned from that. You give people like me courage to be more brave and to be more open and to be more honest. You're like truly a no BS attached type of, you know, woman warrior, but also an empath, like empathetic teacher. You're, I feel like you kind of embody everything. You know, because sometimes we need the fighting spirit too, right? We need to do that to make a difference. So thank you so much. Uh,
1: thanks so much for having me, Angela. It's been such a, a joy and a pleasure. And I hope, you know, even a few words that I said today will help one of your listeners or many. So I'm blessed to know you and I'm so blessed to be on this mission and this, this vision of love with you. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Mommy Diary, the podcast. If you can relate to any of my stories, my hope is that you leave this episode feeling a little less alone and a lot more inspired. For more parenting and lifestyle stories, head over to my blog, mommy-diary.com, or join me on Instagram at mommydiary. If you're loving this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and leave a 5-star review. I love connecting with you, so send me a DM and let me know what you'd like to hear next.